It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. It's Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast with myself, Nix and Naomi. And I'm excited, Naomi, because last week we were lucky to catch up with the chairperson of Amber Ash and she's joining us again this week. I'm really excited about this, Nikki, because I don't think people realise what goes on behind the scenes in a volunteer organisation. Look, I've learnt so much already and I didn't realise how many roles and how many different levels of Amber there are. So uh, we're going to find out more with Ash next. Looking forward to it. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. Ash, thank you so much for joining us for another week. Now, last episode, we covered how you got involved in Amber, and now you're the chairperson, so you've climbed up a few ranks since then. Uh, Let's start with the state level. When you moved into state, what was your first role? Yeah, so I went to my first state seminar for New South Wales about after I joined my club committee. So club committee was around August, and then state seminars are always around May. So that was May. 2012 um, and there was a really interesting discussion uh, that they had as one of the sessions which was um, something that's come up a number of times since uh, around um, the structure of AMBER and the role of the states and you know what the purpose was and I just I mean, you know, everyone within Amber talks about when you when you go to your first state seminar or you go to your first convention, you kind of you get thrown into this. Um, I'm not even sure what the, the right word is, but you just suddenly understand all the jigsaw pieces and how how all the different tiers kind of fit together. And that's how I felt. So I just I kind of felt like it all started making sense, I guess. And you know, during the AGM, there was this small kind of a official process, someone standing up the front, it was Joyce, of course, um, dinosaur from New South Wales, <laughs> and she was going for all the roles. Do we have a volunteer nominee for this one? Do we have a nominee for this role? Do we have a nominee for this role? And there was literally nobody for any or any of the roles. And I thought, my club secretary at the time, and I was like, how much different really would it be being state secretary? And I was there with two other people from my club. So it was my club president and I think our newsletter editor maybe. And I remember looking over to them and I'm like, do you think state secretary would be much different from club secretary? And they looked at me and they're like, you're insane. <laughs> so I'm like, probably. Stuck my hand up. Joyce, I'll do secretary. Wow. <laughs> and I was, nice. the, I was the first person in the room to put my hand up that day. And then it was everyone just kind of started following suit. Um, and we ended up with our first male president ever, I think, who wasn't actually in the room, but his wife was, and she nominated him. Um, and we ended up with a full committee at that That's AGM. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And we, we worked together for, for quite some years. We- wow. Because feeling that it's, it's, there's that pressure. There, I, I will admit there is a bit of a pressure when they start sort of saying, okay, who's going to nominate this and who's going to do that and all of that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, which is, as I'm in a very similar position. I kind of went, oh, well, you know, I don't know, what does the vice president do? Maybe I could do that kind of yeah. thing. And, yeah, um, yeah la- then next thing I knew, I was vice president for Queensland. And I was like, okay. Wow. All right. You actually just end up looking in the mirror one day and go, 
how the hell did I end up here? And I, yeah, just don't, I, I just don't understand how you all have time to do this. This is what's blowing my mind. <laughs> uh, well, I, mean, I guess when I took on that first club role, my girls were about six months old. And that's, I find even now that that's, that's a really common age for people to kind of feel like they're managing things. You know, yeah, I agree. Sleeping, started sleeping through the night. Oh, hello. Mine didn't sleep through until they went to school. Oh, really? We're heading for four. We haven't slept. (laughs) But, no, I agree with you, though. I I do think that at that six months, and which is why the whole um, people attending playgroups and everything like that is so important because they're the people then that can move on. They understand how the club works and things like that because they attend the mm-hmm. re- regular playgroups. And I think that that's a really yep. important phase for the Amber Clubs to focus on, but also for the people that are going because that is where those friendships are made. And that is where you will mm. make friends that are for life, mm. honestly. You really will. And I, I know that sounds so dramatic and so like cliche, but honestly, the, piece, the friends that I make playgroup when my twins were three and a half months old are mm. still now my amazing friends. So, yeah, I totally agree. And it's, it's people across the whole spectrum as well. Yeah. You know, so I have friends who have multiple the same age as me. But then I have people who I call friends who have multiple who are not that much younger than me mm. because you know, they've been involved with Amber for such a long time and they're, some of those people stick around for a long time because they have knowledge to share and, you know, they like to to kind of keep the momentum going, I guess. Um, it's amazing. I did a, um, I, I did a, a, a mini poll in my Facebook group, the Parents of Multiples, on how many friends on your friends list on Facebook have multiples. <laughs> I had a hundred. I had a hundred and fifty-two. Wow. I know. I could not believe it. I yeah, genuinely. I genuinely count now. Yeah, well, (laughs) tell me if you beat 152 because I was the clear winner. There was somebody else who had like 130, but I was like 152, and I was like, "Wow!" I didn't realize to know now. I know we're done, ladies. Yeah, totally and totally. And we will. Yeah, we can. We'll do this on the um, on our Facebook page, talking twins and more, a multiple birth podcast. Go through your friends list on Facebook and see (laughs) since having twins, and you will know who those people are. How many people did you have on your list prior to you having twins or triplets? To you now having multiples, how many people on your Facebook friends list have multiples? And we'll run a poll on Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth we'll podcast, and see who how it comes out. My goodness, <laughs> I can't wait to see that. All right, let's just get into the last stage of this. Um, your role now, as you said, Ash, you're pretty much the face of Amber. Mm. How did this come about? So I'd love to say, you know, that it was the result of very targeted succession planning and <laughs> business Amber's structure all over this kind of stuff and that, you know, yeah, that our strategy and our execution was just bang on, but um, it really wasn't. Uh, (laughs) So it wasn't until the night before the 2013 AGM, so it was the Amber Appreciation Awards on Friday night in Canberra, that um, I'd been nominated for for an award that night, actually, for my webmaster work, which was very, very humbling. Um, But it was, it was, 
um, at that awards dinner that I discovered that a new role had been created on the board of directors and that nominations were being accepted because at the time we had a we had a different nomination process in place than we do now. Um, and the role was technology director. And of course my ears pricked up because I had been webmaster for just over a year um, at national level. Um, had a little bit of exposure to the board of directors over that time and I'd done all this technology stuff within my local club and we'd implemented Google Suite and you know, kind of done all these shifts and long ways of working and all that kind of thing and it really was the perfect transition. I wasn't sure about the board side of things, but um, given that I had had the exposure to most of the board, taking on the webmaster role, I felt comfortable, I guess. So I put my hand up at the AGM on the Saturday and said, ah, I was in. Wow. Just like that. Yeah. Was, Amazing, yeah, hey? What was that moment? And now you're the face of Amber. <laughs> Yeah, so that happened. Uh, that happened a little bit earlier than expected. So believe it or not, there was a there was a succession plan in place after that. Um, so Ali Mountiefield was chairperson, um, and the term was two years. And after twelve months, she decided that she was going to step down. So we had agreed that I would take over from her after two years. So uh, I basically stepped in a year earlier than I expected. Um, which I won't lie, kind of freaked me out a little bit because I had seen the impact that Ali had had um, on. She was amazing. She was incredible. And I guess because she'd been, um, and she was communicate. I mean, she'd obviously been involved through her local and her state levels. Mm -hmm. And then she came across, so she was from Canberra, but she came in um, as communications director, I think. And then Mm -hmm. she moved up and she just totally was all over the whole PR side of things and everything. And we really did um, really well through through her guidance as well. And so for you to step into that was quite big shoes. But I, I would have to say you've totally filled them, Ash. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. So, um, you know, she and I had, had some, some very transparent conversations. Um, and, you know, I, I absolutely cannot fill her shoes in terms of the impact that she had um, on the social media side, the PR side, the marketing side, she, she owned it and, and ran it for up to four years. But I, I think, think that's the whole um, thing with Amber. Everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses. I mean, obviously, she was communications director, so she came in with a strong communications marketing background. You've come yes. in from Webmaster. You've got the most amazing site, and you have brought us up from almost from the dark ages to where we are now. Yeah, well, I guess, like I said before, you know, I've, I have tended to focus on that efficiency side. And I mean, you can't you can't not learn from any of these roles that you take on within. No, I agree. Amber, you know, and that to me, that's that's one of the most significant reasons why I'm still around because I'm very much a continual learning type person. And if if I had time or money, that I'm probably at university doing something, an MBA or or something. You know, so I have I've been exposed to that kind of um, need. Um, that I have through my volunteering with Amber because I've been able to use some of the skills that I've learned through my full-time work as well over time, um, you know, and being exposed to a number of different things through leadership teams and change manager and all that kind of stuff. Now I actually get to put on a different hat in my volunteering capacity and actually execute on some of that stuff. 
And for me, that's a, that's a huge buzz. Yeah, that's a really and I, buzz. I do know that everyone from Amber has, is extremely grateful for all that you have done for everybody in the multiple birth community because, you know, your passion, your drive and your expertise has definitely led Amber to a great place. So thank you. Oh, I, I appreciate that very much. But I certainly don't do it on, on my own. You know, we have a, at the moment, we have the most sensational board of directors and I, I honestly couldn't ask for, for a better team. Yeah, no, definitely. Everyone is very focused, driven, and, um, you know, I think what people don't realise, that everybody is a volunteer. We all have at least multiples. A lot of people have multiples plus one, two, three other children at home, yet they're still giving up their time to do Mm. this. And they're advocating and they're, you know, they're doing everything that they possibly can to ensure better outcomes for multiple birth families. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that's basically what it comes down to and I it's funny you know because I don't actually think of myself as a volunteer particularly I guess I've transitioned over the past maybe four or five years to just considering what I do for Amber is just another job yeah. and I actually I very very rarely consider myself um, a volunteer and you know when I go to um, networking events or conferences or that kind of stuff the, the fact that I don't get paid for what I do is either much less relevant or doesn't even come up at all. And it's certainly not part of the conversation that I lead with because I just don't think it's important. Yeah. You know, the, the role that I play for Amber is, is around the outcomes that we're trying to drive, the opportunities that we have, the strategies that we can execute on too. One thing I'd be really interested to know, um, Ash, from your point of view, just because your children, your twins are the same age as mine, do your girls mm. understand what you do? Um, no, I don't think they do. Um, <laughs> but the way that I've tried to explain it to them, um, and I'm not sure if this stands for the cathedral or not, but I've said to them, so you're the principal at your school, and he's like the boss of your whole school, and, you know, the teacher to go and, and talk to him, and he talks at assembly, and, um, you know, he's respected as head of your school, and they're like, yeah. Like, well, that's what I am for Amber. I'm the boss of Amber. Wow. And they kind of go, oh, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. That's but awesome. I'm, but I'm not, I'm not actually sure, though, that they really kind of have, you know, understand the reality. Or, or I think they won't. And but it's I'm really sure they hard will in time. They, they'll learn and they'll exactly. grow. So I've gone through a big thing with my kids. So when um, they were little, I used to say I had to go to work. Mm. So nothing mm-hmm. about volunteering. I just used to tell them mummy had a meeting for work or mummy was going to work. And I, I mean, I was working at a Bunnings barbecue or something. I'm a mm-hmm. vegetarian and I'm a great sausage flipper. Um, <laughs> so I would be at a Bunnings barbecue telling them that I, you know, mummy has to go to work today and things like that. And then, mm-hmm. and when they got a little bit older, I sort of would start to introduce about volunteering. I was like, oh, so mummy's going to work for no money because mummy's helping. And so, you know, mm-hmm. So then they'd be like, oh, did, and then I'd come home from something like, oh, mummy, did you make any money? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, no, mummy was just helping other people today mm-hmm. and things like that. And so they were, yep. they they worked out that mummy worked to make money and they worked to help people. Um, so we went through that. And then we moved on to, um, yeah, so now mummy's helping lots of people when I took on the the Queensland thing, the Queensland vice president role, so Mummy now has to go to conferences to help 
and things like that. So I'd like yep. to think that they understand it. Mm. I don't know if they do, but I still I'll keep working on it because I think it's important for them to know that we do this because we want to help other families. Mm. Yeah, I I totally agree, and it's actually you know given what I said before and how I don't really see myself as a volunteer particularly. I actually I think in terms of how I position it with my girls, that's actually a really important part of the message to them. It and is probably the most important part of the message actually. Yeah, um, yeah and. That's something I've really worked really hard to. And so even though it made me cringe at times when they'd, when I'd say, oh, mummy's going to work, and they're like, oh, are you going to work to earn money or are you going to work to help people? Mm-hmm. But as a three-year-old or a four-year-old, that was their, you know, that was their line down in the sand. That was their black and white. Yeah. And I, so I would have to say, I oh, know mummy's going to work to earn money or I oh, know mummy's going to work to, earn, to help people. Mm-hmm. And so we went through that because for me that was really important that they knew that I was helping people. Mm-hmm. And then I got to the point, I'll be completely honest here, I did get to a point where the kids were saying, oh, how can you help other people more than you stay home with us? Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, the reality. Yeah. I was like, okay. And so that was my, my cue to step back a bit Yep. My children are a bit older. My children now understood what I was doing and I was like, okay, now I need to make my decision to help them and be with them and spend time mm-hmm. with them and I need to take on a role where I am completely behind the scenes and I can just do it at night time once they're in bed. And yeah. so then I found a role that I could do that with because yeah. there was no way I was going to give up volunteering for Amber. It was just a big rejig of the perception that my children had and so I will just do that behind the scenes. I'll wait until they're in bed and I'm like, okay, great. Yep. I'm going to, instead of sitting on the couch watching Netflix, I'll jump online and I'll, you know, mm. do whatever I need to do. Or, you know, thanks to modern technology, you can dial into the, you don't have to go and attend the um, local club meetings in person. You can dial in thanks to go to meetings and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah, so true. It kind of, you know, it changes. The landscape that, that we operate in at you know, club level and, and national level, and the way that that we can work together and support families, it, it makes such, such a difference. Completely, I think you both do a remarkable job. If you had a message that you wanted to deliver to people who may be expecting multiples, maybe going to that first ever, you know, expectant parent meeting, or maybe have just had, or you know you know, getting around their heads around it and are in an area, how do they get involved in their local AMBA? And, and what's your biggest message to help them get involved? So their avenue to, to finding support through the Australian Multiple Birth Association is to go to our website, is amba.org.au. And on there, there is a link to find your closest club where you can search by um, postcode or town or you can use, um, geolocate um, based on where you currently are so your browser or your phone can pick up on that and give you some results as to what is, is near to you um, so that's definitely the way that you would initially find support um, what I would say is like Amy and I both said that we were so not club people <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you possibly can just I guess try and try and put the any preconceptions that you that you might have about what a club is all about, um, and open your mind to the possibility 
um, of finding your tribe and finding the most amazing, welcoming, friendly, non-judgmental people that you will probably ever come across in your life and getting through your pregnancy and your multiple birth journey. Um, it is like something else that you're experiencing. And it really isn't. I mean, like, obviously I run Twinfo, which is an online community. It's a very poor second to the people on the ground and to going to those expectant parent nights and to meeting those people. You know, I I try, I have tried to fill the gap of what we can't do when people live in the back of Birdsville, where one of my best friends lives. Um, you know what I mean? Like you can't meet people when you're out there and online communities have a great place and a great time, but meeting people and volunteering and giving up your time to be with people that actually really do understand it and get it and can give you a physical hug when you need it. Hmm. That's yep. what it's all about. And they it's really, it's about them all coming together, you know, it because is. The, way of, the way of the world these days is you've got, Different generations who are still having babies and different generations approach things in different ways and different generations want different things from different people and, you know, have expectations of organisations and how they will get what they want and how they engage and all those types of things. So, you know, as a support organisation, we're trying to navigate all that. But then there are there are other mediums that are trying to navigate it too, like your online community. So your online community feels part of those needs and then Amber feels part of those needs. And then something else will fulfill, you know, another part of those needs. And, and together we create that community that is where the magic happens, I guess. The one thing I do really love about the multiple birth community is no matter what, they are there for each other. Mm. Mm. Non-judgmental totally too. 100%. Yep. And completely non-judgmental. I mean, yep. you know, the whole uh, breast versus bottle, vaginal versus C-section, whatever, it is. It's None of not it an issue. Yep. It doesn't. It no. is really so supportive. Okay. You've got three babies. You know, what do you need to do to get through today? And away you go. I love it. I absolutely love it. And people just back you up. They've got your back. They'll support you. And honestly, yep. if you can get to a multiple birth play group that Amber runs, you, you won't look back. You really won't. So if anything that you take from this podcast is to hop onto the club finder on the Amber Multiple Birth page and find your local tribe. And you guys do know how to host a good party too. We do indeed. <laughs> we do. <laughs> We're looking forward to next Lots year already. <laughs> um, I'm going to give so away a little. How's, it, okay, how's your outfit choices going, Naomi? <laughs> oh, hang on. Well, I don't even know if Ash knows the oh. theme, but I, I know I can't go. I, can, I cannot break the cone of silence, but no, next year is going to be something unforgettable. Oh, wow. Well, there's a I'm hook. I'm so particularly excited oh. about going to Cairns. I'm so excited. Oh, it's going to be awesome. And so if you haven't got involved in your Motorable Birth Association, jump on and, you know, you'll have an opportunity possibly to come to Cairns with, where there's multiple birth people from all across Australia joining together to work in the same direction. 
Incredible. Ash, thank you so much for joining us and telling us so much about Amber. You are, you're doing an amazing job. Um, Just quickly before we wrap up, a couple of things that we didn't get to earlier about your own multiples. Um, at what gestation did you give birth? Yeah, so as in life, um, my two really demonstrated that they were impatient <laughs> and ready to come way before they should have. Oh. So um, at 2 a.m., on the on a Thursday, which is the day that they were born, seventeenth of February, um, I spontaneously went into labour, which I didn't actually pick at the time because all I was experiencing was back pain, then front pain, then back pain, then front pain, mm. and I was a yep. slightly unprepared, I guess, you know, for the actual physical realities of what what preterm labour might feel like. Um, so once I kind of figured out what it was, we uh, we needed to move rather quickly. Um, but that was at 30 weeks. Wow. Wow. We mm. came at 30 weeks from the dot. My goodness. And so how long were you in the NICU special care process for? And obviously you'd already met some multiple parents that went through that journey, as you touched on earlier. Um, that must have been a great support for what you were going through. Yeah, they were... Um, yeah, I remember. The, so the girls were in NICU for 10 weeks um, and one of them, Gianna, should have been in for a little bit longer. But um, as is the reality with NICU, as soon as you've got babies going out, there's always always more mm. coming in. Um, and a friend of my mum's actually had, had just had triplets and they needed space in the NICU, so my team got shafted out. So, so my, my mum's daughter's triplets could come in, um, funnily mm. enough. Wow. Um, yeah, it was quite funny. Uh, so, for 10 weeks um, until they were, you know, positive signs of, you know, all the good things that they need to be able to be doing, we're actually on those milestones before coming home. Um, but, yeah, I, I won't forget, actually, they were still in hospital and I was driving over one day to, to go and visit them and I got a call from um, the expectant parent coordinator at my club and she was calling to see how I was going and, you know, because I wasn't due to have had the girls yet, of course, them coming so early. So when I said, um, I'm actually on my way to the hospital because they've been born already, and the shock in her voice was, I can, I can still remember the phone call, and she was, she was just astounded, and she's like, what? You know, that wow, they must come so early, and how are you going? What do you need? And you know, she kind of she rallied at her yeah. end to make sure that that we were okay, and I also delivered. Um, quite far away from home, which I chose to do because my obstetrician and um, and anaesthetist and medical team were um, were professionals that my dad worked with because my dad was an anaesthetist before he retired. So I delivered so at the hospital that, that he used to work at. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, wow. Well, well. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, I still live in northwest Sydney now, but I had chosen to deliver in the eastern suburbs. Yeah. Um, so of course I had to travel over there in peak hour traffic, of course, oh. while I'm having contractions. Yeah. So, you know, obviously the support and local, I guess, people that I was going to be meeting potentially over there were not people that I would end up having a long term relationship with because they weren't close to home. So, um, you know, they kind of did the best that they could. But once we came home, um, you know, the, the support that I got from them was, was just out of this world. And that's, you know, that's kind of where that, that emotional connection starts. I guess with um with being part of Amber and and finding your tribe and getting getting that support that you need, especially at such a 
uh, an emotionally charged time of having time and being away from your babies and traveling a lot and yeah um completely yeah, all those yeah. things it's funny isn't it? i remember i um obviously my children my twins are eight and a half and so this is back in the days of having the home phone and um, I mean, who still really? Who still has uh, a home phone? Yeah. My parents, honestly. Oh, anyway. Yeah, same. Because <laughs> I don't want to ring my mobile because it's going to cost too much. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't say that because they're going to listen to this and then they're going to go, what? <laughs> um, but I remember I, I had both kids screaming and then my home phone rang and I was like, oh, I can't answer that. The message clicked in and then there was this girl. I had no idea there was this voice. Oh, yeah, hi, my name's Jamie. I'm from the Multiple Births Association Northside. I'm just ringing to see how you're going. And both kids were screaming and I was like, mm. what? Like, what are you doing ringing me? Um, and then I then found out <laughs> that they rang everybody, which is fantastic. Oh, oh wow. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> which is fantastic. And yeah. but at, at just at that particular moment that they happened to call, it was not a good time. And then I met the, this girl who rang me. She's like, yeah, you never returned my calls. And I was like, yeah, oh, sorry. God. You just <laughs> rang at a bad time. I was like, oh, this is so awkward. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a bad time for about six months. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah. I mean, obviously, once you start going to play groups and you meet the people on the ground, you sit around that mat and you, you laugh, you cry. I mean, there's yeah. been many tears around the, the play mat. Um, and, you know, you don't have any sleep, you don't have this, you don't have any milk, you don't have blood, whatever. Your relationship's in the problem, you know, but you just you just chat. And they, simply, they don't know you from a bar of soap, but they're going through the same thing as you, so they empathise. Yeah. And it's all just real. It's yeah. real and it's authentic. It's yeah. a fantastic it really is. organization supporting so many of our multiple families. Um, Ash, thank you so much. Uh, honestly, thank you so much for joining us. I've learned so much about Amber. I've learned even more about Naomi as well and the roles that she's had. <laughs> um, but you're doing an incredible job. And as I said earlier, and I'll repeat it again, um, the amount of effort that you and energy you guys put into this, and that's what the one take-home message for me when I was lucky enough to be at the convention was the energy and the enthusiasm that every single member there has for Amber is incredible. You guys are doing such an amazing job. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, yeah, we I do. Say, yeah, I mean, we're we're both so ridiculously, I guess, passionate and, and you know, yeah. and it's beyond passion, really. For me, it's not actually all about passion. It's about the the curiosity side as well, and you know, how can we keep serving and making it better? And um, it's there's still a long way to go, and I'm not very good at accepting the status quo. I never have been, and I'm not sure I will be. So. Well, we'll have to touch base with you uh, in the upcoming future and f find out all the exciting developments that Amber's going through and find out all these secrets about cans. I want to know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Ash, thank you so much for spending some time with us. We've really appreciated it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Lily. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and nickyainley.com.